Welcome back to the No Extra Sauce Podcast. I am Joey H. And for this episode, I'm going to try to keep it brief, but informative. I'm explaining the why, not only of the deluxe, why I'm doing a deluxe two and a half, three years later, but also why I'm doing the pay what you want, pay how you want method on my website. Welcome to the No Extra Sauce Podcast. Enjoy this episode. I don't need no extra sauce on my wings. Got enough for my play. Ain't got enough time to waste. I don't need, need, need no, no extra sauce on my wings. So over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten a lot of questions as far as one, why are you dropping a deluxe album for an album that came out in 2020? Why don't you just make a new album or don't you have other music that you've been working on and, and all that stuff, right? I've gotten that question. I've gotten the the question of why am, why am I putting it together? And why why isn't it just a new album? I've gotten that question. And I really hope that this episode is opens eyes to why I, I, I chose to do it this way. And when I was thinking of ideas for this podcast, I broke things down into four kind of key points of why I'm doing a deluxe album. Why I'm doing the deluxe album in the first place and why I'm choosing to why I'm choosing to do it this way. So the first or the four different categories of why or reasons why is the story of Rossi on the deck is one. Universe building is two. Believing in your music and your art is three. And last but not least my idea of construction is wealth. So those are the four key key ideas and reasons on why I'm choosing to do the deluxe this way. And I hope, again, that this is something that people can listen to and say, ah, I get it, I understand now. I get it. First... The story of Rossi on the deck. So if you imagine this is 2019, the end of 2019, I had just quit my job. And I am sending rough copies to people to listen to the original version of Open Treehouse. Because I am gearing up to have a big 2020. Because I'm going to release the album. I am going to perform like a madman. Which in all of 2019 I was doing. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get this album out to as many people as possible. That was a whole goal. Myself and Emery had a game plan. And again, I have to give Emery so, 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 so much credit 
um, for this because he was the he was the mastermind of the rollout strategy. Um, a lot of the strategy that people see now um, called the the waterfall strategy, where you release a single and then you pair that single with another single, um, and then you pair that with another single until it leads up to the album. Because right now, um, everything that people everything that people in the industry, you know, the Twitter A and Rs and stuff are like. Why are you releasing a full album when you can you can just be putting out singles and blah 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 blah? You know, it does, putting out singles doesn't work for everybody. Putting out a bunch of singles that don't relate to um, a, a, a full body of a full body of work doesn't always work for everybody. So, the waterfall strategy is set to literally take one song and have that in every single release so you can so in my case i put out rossi on the deck i put out castle i put out construction that featured inside and back nine um castle and rossi on the deck and then i put the album out we were doing it in four installments and the whole plan is there's going to be people who listen to the castle ep who have no clue that I released Rossi on the deck before. And then, you know, as I'm building my as I'm building my name and fan base over the next couple or or the few weeks leading up to the album, there's going to be people who hear construction and be like, "What what are these two songs um that Joey H is talking about like Castle and Rossi on the deck? Oh my god, I just found my new favorite song." Which then goes to when we release the album you have a bunch of new songs, but you also have Rossi on the deck that is familiar. People know that song. People are are enjoying that song, and 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 it has it, it's been a part of three releases prior to the album, and it just gives it more legs. So that was the release strategy around. Rossi on the deck and again I am so thankful for Emery coming up with that idea and it's an idea that a lot of like again this is 2019 when we're talking about this this isn't 2021 this isn't uh this isn't the end of 2020 and and seeing stuff on TikTok and and no this was this was literally the end of this is almost even before quit my job we were talking about this because I have been talking about the deluxe all of 2019 or not the deluxe I've been talking about open treehouse all of all of 2019 really because that was what I was preparing for spent the year working on it and another aspect of it is I don't know if anybody remembers but I released Rossi on the deck I want to say March 23rd. I'm probably not correct, but it's that week. I released Rossi on the deck. And again, planning and having having everything so down to the smallest of details back in 2020, I had Rossi on the deck scheduled to release that week that that last week in March. Uh, or the second to last week in March in January. 
had the cover, had everything, had had the whole game plan, the whole release strategy in January. And I remember the weeks leading up to the release and it's like, boom, I can't, I can't wait. This is going to be the time where I'm thinking of patio starting to open up patio season. Rossi on the deck is going to be the song to crush during patio season. I'm thinking of spring break in college and spring break just in general. I want Rossi on the Deck to be the song that people jam to their whole entire time on spring breaks. I'm thinking that the weather is starting to turn. Instead of people wearing, at least here in Northeast Ohio or or in Ohio and in in just the Midwest, we are leaving our jackets and we are putting on our long sleeve T-shirts and our shorts. Getting the fly shoes out. Rossi on the deck was supposed to crush at that moment. And then to follow it up with Castle and Rossi on the deck and just steadily build Rossi on the deck for the whole spring. And then in the in the summer, be like open treehouse out, boom. And you are already familiar with Rossi on the deck from the spring. And then going into the summer, it is going to smash. And again, like, I didn't know what a pandemic was, just like many people around the world. Many people around my age, I don't know. I I had no clue what a pandemic was. I remember talking to my friend and she's in the medical field her dad is in the medical field and i was like man this shit gonna be done in like a week two weeks rossi on the deck is coming out in two weeks we gonna be right back on the patio we gonna be right back chilling and she was like nah this is like a, a pandemic is 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 serious and I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> as we know how that ended, we didn't get to enjoy the spring in 2020. We didn't get to enjoy the summer in 2020. Therefore, a song that I made and I knew specifically that it was going to have such a big impact on my life for the time being for that time in the spring and summer of 2020 I didn't get that and that hurt a lot that hurt a lot and to hear people to this day say like Rossi on the deck is my is is my favorite song or or that's your best song and 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 whatnot like that really that really means so much to me and it's just another reason why I'm doing the deluxe last year when I did the big parlay at land grant a big reason for doing that is saying like 
I want to bring the feeling that I had when we made when when not necessarily when we made Rossi on the deck, but the way the reason or what Rossi on the deck is inspired by is you know me, uh, Darren, Ben, uh, Brandon, DJ, be free. Like what we used to do is kick it on my back porch. We would split a big gallon of Rossi. Yes, we would split it. That big gallon of Rossi is fifteen dollars. We used to go in on the Rossi. We used to go in on a six-pack or, or a 12-pack of Bud Lights, and we would sit on our back porch and kick it and parlay and fellowship. And that's what inspired Rossi on the deck. So when I did the event at Land Grant, I'm like, I want to replicate that, or at least I want to give that feeling. Have DJ Mike Dowd, you know, do his thing, have people drink beers. A part of the reason why I made the beer light it, it, having a light beer is because I wanted it to have that feeling of when we were back on the porch just kicking it all day long. And I don't get to do the big parlay. I don't get to do, I don't get to perform on the top of Land Grant without a song like Rossi on the Deck. So I know at this part I'm getting a little long-winded and I said that I wanted to make this as short and concise as possible. But a lot of the deluxe doesn't happen. The idea of the deluxe doesn't happen without, without Rossi on the deck. Reason number two is universe building. For my listener experience of music, I've always enjoyed when I'm listening to an artist and I get callbacks from different points in their career. You know, I love that Mac Miller has a song called Two Matches, and he has a song Matches before. Um, it, It's just different stuff like that i love that um when some artists have different voices that have appeared in in different albums such as you know i i feel bad because i'm bringing up mac and logic a lot but like logic has you know young sinatra and then he had the the label exec on his young sinatra albums i enjoy the callback so much but also in the same way with me in Open Treehouse is like when it comes to to telling a story, my story on Open Treehouse isn't isn't and wasn't complete. So if you look at the cover of Rossi on the deck, you see the roller coaster. The roller coaster is going to stay in my universe, the Joey H universe forever. That's H-Files. The front cover is is H-Files. I can go in depth with the H-Files stuff, but that, you know, that is a callback and and just how inspired I was from the bizarre ride to the far side and just the far side in general. But that is a callback to 
H files. Obviously, you know that I love sports. So, in the way that I see music, in the way that I see me performing is like, I'm balling in the field. Like, metaphorically, every time that I do anything music-wise, it is, anytime I do anything music-wise, it's like, if Steph Curry hits a jumper in the fourth quarter, and as somebody who's watched so many Warriors versus Cavaliers basketball games, Nothing is worse than seeing Steph hit a three in the middle of the third quarter and in the Oracle at the time, the fans are like, Warriors, Warriors. And it just knows like they just suck the life out of the team that's playing or whatever. That is like how I feel with, with music. There's times I feel like Russell Westbrook. There's times I feel like Game 6 Bron. There's times I feel like Steph Curry. There's times I feel like Jason Tatum. There's times I feel like Kobe. There's times that I I feel like Asia Wilson. I feel like Kelsey Plum. I feel like Stewie, you know? And with H Madness being in 2017 and basketball, everybody knows I love basketball. I play baseball, I play football, but I love basketball. I have a thing from my uh, elementary school that my friend sent me like two weeks ago, and it said, when I grow up, I want to be a basketball player. I didn't grow up to be that way because, you know, I'm 5'5", but I love basketball. So I could have put a baseball on there. I could have put a football on there, but I wanted to be basketball. Used to want to hoop and be a six-man. Lou Will, I ain't grow to be 6'5". Basketball. So that's on the cover of the original Open Treehouse. If you look, if you're looking at the Open Treehouse cover right now, not the new one, but the old one, and I mean both at the same time, but whatever. In the bottom right corner, you can see like some leaves falling, but those aren't leaves. Those are, that's money. That is money. And that is a direct callback to If Money Grow on Trees, my second album. And I just remember where I was at the time of releasing that and and not even the time of releasing it, but the years prior to that. I was like super down bad financially um, and like, if you go back and listen to Sanity and Testimony, specifically Sanity, which is the first half of the song, that is a direct idea or image of where I was um, when I was creating majority of the album. So I wanted to add that on there. So now, if we go to the new cover... The roller coaster has the roller coaster has more people. There's people who are enjoying 
what is going on. And that's how I feel with what has gone on in my career as of lately. The last two years, it's been like, oh my gosh, I am like, there's people who hit me up on Instagram and tell me that my music is is impacting them. My music is helping people say, you know what, I want to go back to school. I don't want to be a failure. And not to say that that is any correlation there, but like, there are people who hit me up and tell me that I am an inspiration to them. And it's it's been, I've had that happen a lot over the course of my career, but it is more prevalent now. And plus, before 2020, I may have taken it for granted. I may not have appreciated it appreciated it as much as I do now. Now it's at a point where like I'm not I'm not looking at people who support me and and who are along for the ride as just people along for the ride. Like this is family, this is this is fan. This like it's much more than that. On their first cover, on the first cover, we have a building that is not complete. The building is complete. We still work in always, but the building is complete. And again, I go off of the last two years, I've learned so much. I've learned a lot. The Out of My Own Way EP, that that project changed a lot for me because it was like, you know what? You, you do a lot of things great, but you got to get out of your head to, to be able to do things great. And that's all a part of, of my learning curve and... and and figuring things out. But that's how I feel now where like the building is starting to get complete. The things that I've worked for are starting to to materialize. The times when I sat in my basement back at home and I was using a, a Sharpie as a microphone and practicing in front of of what I deem to be hundreds and thousands of people or being in Lollapalooza or Coachella or Bonnaroo or wherever. When I used to practice in my basement in Woodmere to now where I'm selling tickets to, to shows that are mine. These are my shows. When the check comes at the end of the night, it says Joey H Entertainment LLC. There's no Joey H is opening up for anybody. I mean, I still do open up for people, but for the most part, it is Joey H shows. And there is people who support me so, so, so crazy going to these shows, driving in the snow. Driving in the snow, 
spending their last driving from Cleveland to Columbus, driving from Columbus to Cleveland, driving from Toledo to Columbus, and being like, I need to, I need to see this show. I, excuse me, I don't want to miss this. I wouldn't miss this for the world. Over the last two years, I've done this thing where, you know, when I had the paint EP, uh, the full painting, and I was having people paint on canvases, and then that turned into every time I do a show, I have a flyer, and I need people to sign the flyer because I want to I wanna save these. I want to save these moments. And that is just really special to me. And, and from that, it turned into, I want to say at the, at the Girl Talk show at Kimba Live, I signed somebody's T-shirt. Somebody bought a T-shirt and was like, yo, before you leave, I have, you have to sign this. I threw out a, um, my set list into the crowd. Somebody took the set list and said, I need you to sign this. This is about to be worth something someday. That's important. That's universe building. And so now when it comes to this this album and you see that the building is complete, this is things are starting to develop. I'll get into it later with construction as wealth, but that is where it's at. Like things are starting to develop. And I could very well call this uh Open Treehouse too, but this isn't a second Open Treehouse. It's the same Open Treehouse. I have not left that space yet. So therefore, it's not changing. It's not anything new. I'm not, I'm not putting this off. Or I'm not putting the old uh, Open Treehouse off. This is, this is the same, this is the same space. And... A couple, probably at the beginning of last year, more so at the end of 2021, I was like, well, if I do, I'm at that crossroads where I'm trying to figure out, is this a deluxe or is this, uh, or is this a new project? Because I had a whole new project, like I had the whole name, like if I was going to name it something else, I had a whole name. I'm going to save that. Because that might be the follow-up. I don't know. But everything that I was like, no, nah, this is the same thing. In, in the intro, I'm literally saying this is the deluxe version. I'm still saying construction is wealth, which was the whole idea of, of the open treehouse in the first place. So I'm not changing the name to a different name or I'm not calling it too because it is the same open treehouse. I know it's going to be a lot of songs, but it's, it's worth the ride. It is worth the time. It is worth the story. It's the same. It's the same thing. The third reason and one of my favorite reasons is believing in the music and the art. Um, to go off of the point of Rossi on the deck, I could very well easily just put out a new project 
and put out new music and forget Rossi on the deck ever existed, never do music videos, never perform the song as much, and just move on from it. But the response that I got on live streams during 2020 tell me different. The fact that a, one of my good friends and DJs, Knickknack, plays Rossi on the deck at different events, uh, un, unprovoked, unannounced, like nothing. Like, I'm not, like, for her to play that all the time shows that this song has the potential. To have other people play Rossi on the deck shows that it has potential. To me, every single time that I tell people, like, man, what's my favorite song? It's like, man, I'm going to be honest. Rossi on the deck is the one. When I get messages from people in, in the, uh, just DMs and stuff, to, again, two, two and a half years later saying, Rossi on the deck is a, is a banger, bro. That's the song. I love that one. You don't quit on those songs. You don't quit on that, and you don't. You like we've seen the stories of people working their records for multiple years and then finally it blows up. So why is it any different with me? And that was something that I had to tell myself and that I want to tell other people. Why is it different? Why is it different with me? Why do you want me to give up on Rossi on the deck or why do you want me to give up and, and, and move on to new music when I have a gem and Rossi on the deck sitting here and I have the ability to continue to promote it as much as possible. Like, and I feel that way about other songs too. Like I said, the No Extra Sauce podcast, the name of this is, I got it from Extra Sauce. Another song that I believe in. I perform this song first or second on every single show that I've played over the last three years. Because I believe in this record, and I'm going to continue to li uh, believe in this record. Among the Trees is the outro to the original song, and that song might have, I'm, on, I'm live right now on Instagram, or not Instagram, I'm live on Spotify for artists to check, but Among the Trees has... 889 total streams on Spotify. It's under a thousand. Most of my songs have over a thousand, but this song has 889 streams. This is another song that I just I, I believe in. And there's people who say Among the Trees hit me something special. My friend Eric Kratowski says, I love all Rossi in the deck. I love Castle, I love Inside, but Among the Trees is the one. I believe in these songs. And I, I'm not going to abandon them. I, I'm not going to go another, another project without doing music videos. In 2019, I... In 2019, when I quit my job, I didn't quit my job to make a project that I think would lead me back to working another job. I didn't make an album that I thought 
man, I'm just going to stay in the same spot. I made an album that I thought is going to help change my life. And the songs on it are going to change my life. So, believing in my art and believing in what I have going on, and, and you tie that in with the universe building and and making sure everybody, I, I bring everybody up to speed with the release strategy and stuff. There's people who've heard brown liquor. There's people, just just simply off of the last two years, there's people who know me for past go and rundown those songs did well when i when i released them and they were added to some playlists past go is probably my third highest song i want to say all time on spotify no fourth or fifth past go there's people who know me from past go that don't know extra sauce there's people who know me for paint that don't know inside there's people who know me from Through the Madness and Don't Know Castle. There's people who know me from Tour Bus and they don't know Love Note. And I could keep going, but like, that's to say that people know. Th- I've been on this playlist for the last, what, since November? Three months. I've been in this playlist with Brown Liquor on there. And there are people who know Brown Liquor and they do not know Rossi on the deck. When I released this project, when I released the the Deluxe, and there those new people who follow me over the last two, three years come back and they go, Holy shit, what is what are these songs? I never heard these songs. Cause you never dug back into the catalog. Which is fine. It's normal. I've done that before. But when you call it back, I believe in these songs. So that is that is a reason why I'm releasing it this way. And I hope that the people who, who follow and support and are the closest people to me understand and know why I'm not giving up on these songs because you know we go on twitter you hear somebody say in the digital space an an old song to you is a new song to somebody else and again i say this again i say this like we've seen stories of people work records for multiple years and then finally catch the break and then it's like man i finally got my moment Maybe Brown Liquor is the song that leads people to go back and listen to Rossi on the Deck and Rossi on the Deck takes me around the world. Or any of the songs. Maybe Among the Trees. Maybe Speck and Jansport. Maybe Push. Maybe Scares Too. Who knows? But it comes from me believing in my art and believing in the music. And the last... And I'm sorry, this is long-winded, but the last reason is construction is wealth another spoiler but the outro to the deluxe is called construction is wealth that has been my mantra for since the end of 2019 continue to grow continue to build on yourself 
always. Hence why the cover art shows that the building is complete. Inside may not be uh, all complete, but the outside is complete. And when I did the Headband Assassin t-shirts, it says Headband Assassin on there, but it says construction is wealth. Before I even released the Open Treehouse album, I did a, a teaser video, and the song is called Construction is Wealth. That was just me, like, I need to make something to promote in the midst of this pandemic, but it all comes to construction is wealth. And when I tell you that this is probably one of the most special songs that I've ever made in my entire life, I'm not bullshitting. I'm very, I'm very confident that people are going to listen to this song and and it's going to be a moment where people are, are, are proud of, of me, proud of the journey, and pinpoint different times where they've been like, yeah, I remember this. I remember, because uh, I know for me, I, it's like, and I don't want to take it to like a negative light or whatever, but I remember the time when I was in my second year of college and I was heavily promoting um, my music. And the people who I was friends with in high school or whatever, or even in college, would unfollow me on Instagram and unfollow me on Twitter because I promoted too much. And now we're here. I remember the times when I did the shows at Peabody's in Cleveland. And I invited some girls to come to the show and my sound went off. Because the the person who was running the show told me to bring a CD and started to skip. And at that time, I was like, I'm trying to impress. I am trying to impress my friends. And I watched them leave. It is a culmination of, of the times where I've bought notebooks and wrote everybody's name who's come to shows. I still do that to this day. All the people who pre-order the album, I still, I write in my notebook, I write in a Google Sheets, all the people. This is for y'all. And this is for us. This is for the journey. So those are the four reasons why I'm going to continue to push Open Treehouse, whether it be the OG or the Deluxe, it doesn't matter. But I don't get these Deluxe songs without the original. And a lot of these songs aren't, a lot of these songs, like, I, I think some people think that I made these songs, like, two months ago. No. Or I made these songs last year. No. I polished them last year. But Brown Liquor, I wrote that in 2020 or the end of 2020. Fine-tuned it in 2021, fixed some verses here and there. But I wrote that then. Paint, I wrote that in November of 2020. Through the Madness, I wrote that in 2021. Beginning, I think... Now that I think about it, I think that 
through the madness is probably one of the the last songs. It just so happened to come out before uh, ev- all the other ones, but a lot of the other ones, but construction is wealth is is going to take everything from where I've been to now and close the chapter book or close the the end of this this book and we can get on to the next one okay that was long um but i'm gonna just put this in here as we transition to the next part um go to joeyh.com you can pre-order the deluxe of Open Treehouse, it is pay what you want, pay how you want. So if you want to send $5 via Cash App, you can do that. If you want to send $100 through Bandcamp, you can do that. If you want to Venmo me one buck every day this month, you can do that. If you want to go to PayPal and send $2 million, I will not be upset. But you can go to joeyh.com and you can pre-order the album. You can buy merch. You can book me for shows, anything. JoeyH.com. And the last piece of why I'm releasing the deluxe with the pay what you want, pay how you want um, option is simple. I am trying to find a way to get people specifically in Ohio, but this isn't, this isn't just, it could be anywhere. This could be the local scene in Chicago, it could be a local scene in Huntington, West Virginia, it could be a local scene in Detroit, it could be anywhere. What I want people to realize is that you have artists in your city who are making dope stuff and they are a moment away from reaching the next level. And a lot of times it comes with with money. And it's no secret that streaming does not pay artist the way that it should be and because of that a lot of the times us as artists musicians we are behind the eight ball and we're forced to do other things to to build capital in order to operate and for me and 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 so you'll say Release music. Okay, you release music. Go perform in your local scene. You do that. You smash. You stay like, oh, well, you got to travel. You got to get on the road. You do that. Oh, you got to get on TikTok. You do that. You got to promote. You got to do ads. You got to do all that. You do that. Are you selling merchandise? Absolutely. You do that. And then at the end of the day, it's still behind the eight ball you're still behind the eight ball on trying to make the dreams come true and yes it's an investment 100 percent. but putting out music and making pennies when a song does pretty well on streaming services doesn't help and now in this in this market everything is so inflated Traveling to go to a different city even costs a whole costs a whole lot, 
And myself, being an artist who who tours, who goes to perform in different places, I've talked to other people who tour and perform, and a lot of people are very um, discouraged with traveling to go perform. Why? Because it costs so much money. It costs so much money in the return. The return is is leaving people in debt. And it's not the return that it, it isn't the return that allows people to continue to create. So what I want it to to be is is like when somebody's single comes out and you like their song and you're like, man, I'm streaming this song so much and I'm listening to it on Spotify. I've listened to it three, five times in a row. Send that person a dollar on Cash App. Man, I just listened to the full album. I, I uh, 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 posted it on, on my Twitter. I posted it on my, my IG. Send them $10 for the album. That helps so much. And now what I'm going to do here is, is just break things down in what I call the rule of 35. It is something that I made up like a couple months ago, but... This is what I call the rule of 35. So you take a streaming service such as Spotify. I use this site called Stream Calculator. Streaming Calculator. I can't pull it up right now or my software, my garage band will close. It has happened to me multiple times and I'm trying to speak. Streaming Calculator. You go in there and you plug in, or or first off, Spotify pays about .0035 per stream. So via streaming calculator, 3,500 streams equals $12.18 if you own 100% of the song. And I say if you own 100% of the song because... Most people don't, and I can I can speak for myself. I don't own I own a hundred percent of of the record because it's my song. However, you split things based on who contributes to the song. So, you take a song like Brown Liquor. I wrote the lyrics. Aiko produced the beat. Aiko gets fifty percent. I get fifty percent. If I have a feature on the song, Echo still gets his 50%. I take my 50% and I split that based on what I feel is appropriate for a feature. I would like to be fair and say 25%. So now in this pie, it is artist A, me, 25%. Artist B, feature artist 25%. Producer, Aiko, 50%. My pie continues to go down, which is okay. That's fine. You got three people promoting the record. It, it's fine. But that's to say that th- uh, 3,500 streams is is $12.18. Split that in half. Get around six bucks for 
3,500 streams. So now, if you wanted to make $3,500, similar to how I'm requesting that before we get, before the deluxe comes out, I would need 1,000, or no, 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 not 1,000. I would need 1,005,747 streams. And again, that's if I own 100% of the song or if I'm getting 100% of the revenue. But in my case, I don't operate that way. I have producers. Producers I would like to pay. Producers that I would like to pay generously. So that's why when I say this $3,500, if you have 35 people or if you have 100 people who pay $35, we reach a goal that would take $1 million five thousand seven hundred forty seven streams to reach so on top of that you take a song like brown liquor right brown liquor tomorrow will have a hundred and fifty thousand streams on spotify Again, I already said I don't own 100% of this. Aiko is a producer on there, so he gets 50%. That song, via streaming calculator, will make $522. You split that in half, my portion, that is $261. A song that gets 150 thousand streams I'm not able to pay my car note from and then on top of that we get paid 90 days after a stream so if if people stream the song 150,000 times today I don't see the money from the streams today until 90 days in my DistroKid account. So a song can blow up in January. And if I'm absolutely dead broke and I can't and I want to do everything I can to promote it and do a music video or run ads or whatever. I can't do anything for another 90 days if I wanted to do it off the music from or the money off of this these streams. And again, it's, it's the working capital and it's easy to say, yeah, Joey, go out and perform. I've done that. Yeah, Joey, go and perform on, on, uh, uh and go out of town. I've done that. Joey, get on TikTok. The song can blow up. I've done that. The song did blow up. And I don't mean to to complain here. I just want to be informative to let people know why it's important 
that when you see people who are doing the work, and it's more people that are doing the work than me, trust me, there's so many different artists in, in the city of Columbus, in the state of Ohio, in the Midwest, and in this world that are doing the work. It's just right now we in a bogus industry that doesn't prioritize the creators of music. And for a later day, I can talk about every other uh, avenue of revenue and the disparities in that. But right now, I'm just talking about the music aspect of just the record. And I hope that it gets to a point that people realize like, hey, I like this song. Or until until streaming decides that they want to, uh, you know, increase the per streams or whatever, the money per streams, that people realize buying music is important to help musicians advance, especially the ones that you believe in and support. You can send five bucks for a single and that would get more. (laughs) That would get more than if somebody were to stream the song a thousand times. So that's why I'm doing the pay what you want, how you want method. And I understand that it's not everybody doesn't have the means to to send $35. Everybody doesn't have the means to be like, I want to send $100. $1 is enough. $2 is enough. But as a community of of supporters of mine um, who could come together and help reach this goal, so then I can go and continue to be great in the way that you guys want to support me and I could give you something that you can be proud of and share with your friends and say, that's my dog. Look at what he's doing right now. Man, I remember the times when I used to see him at the grog shop. I remember the times he used to drive around Cleveland and Columbus to sell tickets to people. I remember he pulled up at me, pulled up on me at the gym um, when I was in the middle of a workout and he sold me a ticket. And so that's the reason why I'm doing what I do with this release specifically and I hope moving forward it could be something that is somewhat of a standard. Somewhat of a standard. And it's up to an artist to be like, what do I feel is it's worth? But it's also for the people to say, I understand that the current structures that are in place right now don't benefit these artists. And we can help by doing it a different way. So... That's why I'm doing this. Um, I know this was kind of long. Um, damn, we I'm looking. We're probably at like 50-something minutes. Um, but again, I appreciate you guys so much. But I wanted to have this episode of The Why to explain everything that is going on and, and how people can su- support and why it's something that they should support. Always love. Always inspire. Know that when you wake up, you got superpowers. I'm Joey H. Thank you for listening to the No Extra Sauce Podcast. Peace. I don't need no extra sauce on my wings. 
Oh my God.